play ball? No, I'm very tired. Oh, snoozy boy. You are as well. <laughs> oh. oh, you mate. Except for tired, we know that. How are you? How's your week been? But alright, I had an accident with my finger, as you're aware. Yeah. Uh, at work, I was cutting butter and then cut something that wasn't butter. <laughs> so I had a cheeky little trip down to A and E on on Friday. Just wanted a day off, mate. Surely you could have just asked. So I'm back to work. <laughs> I'm sure if I really if I really wanted to, I could have just gone home. I could have just I could have just told them, yeah, I'm still at A and E. It's taken ages. But Probably. no, I. Uh, I went back to work. Yeah, that's... I went back to work twice because uh, after he did it the first time, I got half the way back to work and it started bleeding again. So I rang one one one. They were like, "Yeah, you should probably go back." Because no stitches, it's just glue and like strips to keep it from opening up. So fucking glued back together. Yeah, literally, like you just snap this. Like it's legitimately just super glue. Like glued around it, didn't even cover it in glue. Just like the top bit, not even like half the cup was covered. Put stereo strips on it, put a little like slip on thing. It was like, yep, there you go, off you pop. I was like, oh, okay, is that it? I feel like there's much more that you could have done. I was expecting stitches. It like didn't even check how deep the cut was. I thought that was the qualifier for stitches. Like it's all dependent on how deep the cut is. I don't think it's necessarily how. I don't think it's just how deep. I think it's how long. It wasn't well. really long. It was just caught sort of like <laughs> round, because like, it went like that angle, just sort of cut to the nail bed, and then around, and it was like not not bone deep, but probably not far off. And to be fair, if you've done it on the top of your thumb there, that well, the top of your finger. Yeah. There's not much skin that you can pull together. Uh, yeah. Well, if you like cut your fore forearm or something, yeah. there's actual skin that you can grab and pull together. If that makes sense. I don't know. I'm yeah. surprised that Becca's not in the chat already. Going, you're all fucking wrong again. She's asleep. I think Becca was kind of expecting stitches as well. Yeah. So you, uh, you part horse now. Yeah, part horse. Yeah, so that was a trip to A&E, and then another trip to A&E where I just kind of walked in and went, Fix it. back. And they went, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, just yeah, just go down. Just, we won't book you again again, just just go down. Just, just go back in. Yeah. Just do it again. Yeah, so that was my uh, Friday, so I've not been working in the kitchen since Friday. I've been instead... Pouring pints. Yeah, pouring pints. It was, I've actually been really enjoying it. I quite enjoy working behind the bar. Yeah. The only bit that I'm not like super enthused about is um, actually taking drinks to people and stuff and taking payments because it all gets quite confusing. When you've got loads of people pouring pints and taking drinks out, <clears throat> it kind of gets out of hand and you don't know who's paid for what. You don't know if it's going on a tab. You'd... It's quite a faff, to be honest. Yeah. But when there's just like one person pouring, a couple of people taking drinks out, it's not too bad. Because like Mick will bring an order in, I'll do it, whack it on a tray, he'll take it out and take payment. And within that time, Phil will come in, ask for more drinks. And it's just constant for me and constant for them, but it's just a lot easier. Yeah. 
So went out, get a message off Nathan on Friday. Fancy uh, fans coming out for a few drinks. Said, oh, go on, go on there. It's been a bit of a crap day. Why not? I'll, uh, I'll come out for a few drinks. So literally walk into town to go to Bull and Royal where they're drinking. And as I get there, it's uh, across from like Beluga's next to Hogarth. Oh, yep, yep, got you. Yeah. Uh, so I get there, and just as I'm getting there, they're in like the alley next to it, just walking back up. I'm like, what are you doing? I thought we were going Bull and Royal. Oh, yeah, we've been Bull and Royal. Uh, Callum, Callum uh, he, he's whinging about it because uh, the pints are shit. Uh, so we're going to go back to Johnny, which is a five-minute walk from the place that I've just come from. Oh, Jesus. I'm like, are you taking the piss? It's like, no, we're going Johnny, come on. I'm like, well, I'm not fucking walking back. It's taken me half an hour. It's walking. I'm not walking <laughs> back. You're taking the piss. So we end up jumping in a taxi. I'm like, you lot are paying for this. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> like, absolutely fuming. I've had like a shit day at work as it is. I'm like, you lot are paying for this. Christ. So, and then Nathan's like, well, I'm, I'm only going in Johnny if they've got heaters there. If they got what? Like, the outdoor heaters. Oh, outdoor heaters. Right. So, went to like, oh, you let people in? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, have you got heaters out back? No. So Callum just went, just go get Nathan, tell them that they've got heaters. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> like, we're not going, we're not getting back in the taxi to go no. back to Bull and Royal. So we go, yeah, yeah, come on, lads, come on, we're going in. So we, like, went in and signed in and sat outside, out back, and uh, order around. 20 minutes before he comes in the pub. Fuck no, he was speaking to about five different people on phone. Like, Jesus. Flight off now, he turned into, like, a fucking drug dealer. <laughs> like, so, yeah, he ends up coming in. Doesn't say anything about the fucking eaters, so we all like sat there. So we have like two or three drinks in uh, Johnny, and then he's like, "Oh, are we going somewhere else?" Said, "No, I'm going to go home." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, come on, just coming to where are we going?" Oh, we'll go back back to Bull and Royal. I went, "Are you taking the piss?" He's like, "Well, we're not going to get in anywhere else." I said, "Just have another drink here, and then we'll go home." No, come on, we're going back to Bull and Royal. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right, you're paying for the taxi again then. <laughs> so we get back into the taxi, go back into town, and we go to go in Bull and Royal, and there's a uh, security here who goes, no, nah, mate, we're full. Uh, it's going to be at least half an hour. <laughs> I'm, like, looking at them going, you fucking dragged me back here when we had seats here, like, two hours ago. I'm like, right. Yeah, I don't understand, like, starting somewhere, going somewhere else, coming back. Especially, up. like, kind of, if you're like, oh, yeah, we've been drinking here, we just fancy going somewhere else for a bit. And then maybe if that second place gets a bit busy and you're like, oh, yeah, it was a bit more quiet, we'll go back. That I can understand. But when you are leaving for the specific reason of, oh, the pints are shit, why would you go back? I don't know. But apparently, like, it just tasted like they hadn't been cleaning the pipes. Oh. All the pipes were just slightly off. It's one thing I can't abide by because our uh, pipes at work, they're only... Because pipes, you can measure them in feet if you want. Yeah. But you might as well just measure them in pints because yeah. that's how much you actually have to think about. So our pipes are only 
a pint, a pint and a half, half long. Yeah. And the two furthest ones are two pints long. Because the cellar is like, if I'm at the bar, the cellar's there. Yeah. It's ten feet to walk. It's nothing. So, our pipes, because we have two drinks that are on all the time, those ones, if the keg runs out, you can just click it straight onto the next one. Yeah. No point in flushing the line, just having the same beer through it. Everything else, because it changes so regularly, we'll do line cleans in the middle of the day. Yeah. Whereas a lot of places, they'll have the same stuff on all the time, and you only really... You only really need to be doing it like once a week. Yeah. We've got brand new pipes, so honestly, we could get away with not doing it for like two weeks. But because we have constant changes, you can't just flush the line out, put a new beer on. You've got to do a proper line clean. And honestly, yeah. a proper line clean only takes 45 minutes, if that. Because you put it onto water, flush. And one of the benefits of our cellar only being like 10 feet away is if you're pouring a pint and you get half a pint out of it and it stops you know all right the barrel's dead you can then put it onto the water and that'll push the remaining pint and a half out yeah so you can get the remaining half a pint for the one that you pour in plus an extra pint out of it yeah before water starts coming through then after you've flushed it through with water you put it into the line clean you do i think three lots of line clean 10 minute intervals and the line it's actually pretty cool the line clean is purple but as soon as it comes into contact with yeast it turns green so you know when it first starts coming through it's still dirty yeah so you look at it and you go okay that's still green still a load of yeast in the line pull a pint and a half you pull the length of the line through yeah then wait 10 minutes let it sit in there let it do the disinfectant -y job then you pull another Pint and a half through. Well, you let it sit there for ten minutes. Do that one more time, then you can pull water through and put it onto the next keg. I don't know if we've uh, talked about this before, but isn't the blue and the brown an issue for you? Purple and green. It was when we were properly open, because the lights were dim. We only had like coloured lights on the back. So I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, oh yeah, that's perfectly purple. That's fine. And it wasn't. It very much wasn't. It was. It was very green. Um, but now I, I can tell... That I've seen it enough times, I can tell the difference. Yeah. But, no, so we ended up going into town, and um, they're like, oh, no, it's going to be half an hour. I said, right, lads, let's just sack this off, get something to eat, go home. Because we don't uh, had, like, three or four pints. Yeah. So I ended up getting an alleys and going home. Then... Uh, Oh, well, on cams like, oh, boxing's uh, on tomorrow, lads. Do you want fans coming round to mine for boxing? So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll come round about six o'clock. Oh, just pick, pick me up some uh, Pepsi that way around. All right, then. So I pe picked him up some Pepsi. Nathan had brought him some Pepsi. Oh, for fuck's sake. Kids, his kids are fucking mental. Like, they're so much more mental than I thought. And he's, he's like, wor worse than the kids. At one point, he had his daughter. His daughter was supposed to be in bed, but constantly up and down, up and yeah. down. Every time she came around, right, go get yourself some milk. Have the milk, go to bed. Go, come down, come on, Dad, I'm tired. I want you to come to bed, blah, blah, blah. All this sort of stuff. 
And then, so she comes over and starts cuddling him, knees him in the bollocks, trying to climb onto him, which were brilliant. And then starts pretending that he's possessed by the... Buy some fucking demon and scurrying the shit out of his daughter. Nice. I'm like, you horrible bastard. Oh, ridiculous. His missus gets on at like midnight. I'm like, why are you with him? <laughs> why are you with, Why are you let, leaving him alone with kids? And she goes, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, well, I suppose there is, so I have to. <laughs> I'm like, are you, are you sure that there is? Do they have to be? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. As soon as I got there, both kids just running around like lunatics. Yeah. Chasing each other. Don't even... Riley's trying... His son's trying to feed his daughter some sort of biscuit that she doesn't like. She's freaking out, running away. See, a lot of the time, I think, and I'm like, yeah, I honestly think, I legitimately think I could be an alright dad. I think I could put the effort in, actually teach a child, like, good life lessons and yeah. put the effort in. And then I hear stories like that and I'm like, no. No. You've just got to have, like, a a deep enough raspy, of, like, a deep enough voice that when you go, oi! But I don't want to shout at kids. I'm like, it, it, there's no benefit to doing it. Like, honestly, if I'm ever at work and, like, if my boss tried to shout at me, I'd just walk out because it's not how you deal with people. You don't... Yeah shout at people to convey information the only time I shout at work is I'm shouting over the noise to Mick if I like need some or if he needs to know something that is it oh Callum can't talk to his kids they don't give a shit about what he's got to say but nobody does nobody cares what Callum has to say yeah that's true they just take the piss out of him them kids just absolute Absolute piss take. But it's, it was funny going round. Missus comes on, starts giving him shit. Let mm. me tell you about when I were out on my break. And. Uh, Her calendar's had finished. And she yeah. pops up <laughs> as soon as he gets in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's just like, I'm like, oh, see you later, mate. He's like, you too, have a nice weekend, bye. Gets it, car. And as soon as he sits down, she starts going, like, absolutely laying into it. He's just sat there like that. <laughs> couldn't do uh, it. Honestly, I couldn't do it. And, like, she's absolutely... She's, like, reversed out of the parking space and drove round the car park, and she's still, like, absolutely <sighs> laying into Jesus. him. And he's just sat there. It was, it was like, watching... Watch him getting bollocked by like a head teacher it's just yeah, head no, went no. down I'm like Callum you're 6 foot 4 she's 5 foot 5 and she's talking to you like a piece of shit yeah no I couldn't do it I can't deal with like I could deal with someone shouting at me <laughs> done it enough on the phones yeah but I hate people who do it it makes like no if you are shouting you have lost any and all respect it's gone yeah. And, like, like, honestly, if you shout at me for, like, something that's really, like, not worth shouting about, if I nearly run over your kid, sure, I get it. Fine. But if I have made a slight cock-up and you're shouting at me, that's ridiculous. Yeah. There is no benefit to it, and I'm not going to respect anything you're saying because you're yelling it at me. You yeah. can't do it. Like, honestly, you can, you can ask Becca. Like, we don't really argue that often. 
I don't I'm... shout. There's no benefit to it. I refuse to actually shout because there's I fucking hate it. Yeah. Hate it so oh, I didn't think I hated it so much. <laughs> Jesus. Now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, no, shouting is ridiculous. <laughs> hating it that much that you're actually gonna partake in the act of shouting. No, like about shouting. Shouting. shouting should be reserved as like a warning. It's yeah. like oh hey, don't walk into the road. Oi. Like, yeah. That's oh. what I mean. But like like Callum's kids running around last night. Oi! Stop that, you're gonna hurt yourself. No, but like, uh, come on, right, stop that now. Right, stop it now. Right, come on, stop it now. He must have told him about ten times like that. Right! <laughs> I'm like, he's going to deck both of these kids here. He hasn't got the patience for it. He's like, kids are running round because he's got one of these dodgy sticks. <clears throat> That's like not loading up properly. He's like pulling out his hair. He hasn't got much left as it is. That's, like, honestly, one of the things... I don't get annoyed very easily. Like, I'll get a little frustrated, and I'll have a joke about getting pissed off at something, but, like, one of the only things that actually legitimately pisses me off is when something really simple that should work doesn't. Like, something blatantly obvious where it's like, click button, this should happen, yeah, and it doesn't happen. I think the only the only thing that pops to mind that it could, only because it happens at work all, all the time is when you're speaking to someone telling to like trying to tell them how to do something or what they need to do and they're co- constantly like talking over you and not even acknowledging that they're talking over you or butting in or apologizing just talking over you I'm like that is one of my it's one of my big ones yeah that's that's something that does actually annoy me is people talking over me yeah, I mean, I could. I don't mind it so much in just general conversation. If there's more than two people, I'm fine with it. Yeah, but if it is a one-on-one conversation, it, it can get on my nerves a bit. Yeah, but it's just for that. Like, I wouldn't mind if they're. Oh, sorry, I've spoken of you though. Uh, but this is what I'm trying to say. But if they just blatantly talk over me and don't apologize, it's like when you. When you stood somewhere, like, in a nightclub or something, and someone bumps into you. Yeah. And just ignores the fact that they bumped into you. Depends how bad it is, and where it is. If they're, like, walking past you. If you just stood there and they're walking past you to go yep, somewhere. Yep, no, that's fine. On the dance floor. It... I can understand it yeah. on the dance floor, but if you just stood somewhere, and they're trying to get past you, and they just bump past you and don't say excuse me or apologise, it winds me the fuck up. Yeah, no. <laughs> Winds me so much. I once in in college when I was not quite the uh, not as confident as I as I am now. Yeah. But so I was in college. I had a I had a coffee, and I'd finished it, and I went, "Oh, I'm gonna be a cool guy, and I'm just gonna fucking slam it into the bin." But I hadn't like properly finished it, so I slammed it into the bin, and it just plastered. This girl stood next to me. Like yeah. she, she wasn't facing me, she was facing the other way, but it just full-on plastered her bag and everything like the hat she was wearing. And I looked at it, and I went, yep, yeah, no, she's not noticed, it's fine. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's, uh... Just for them. It happens all the time at, like, festivals, like, like people knocking yeah. into you. And it's just like, what? 
it just it takes you two seconds to go oh excuse me excuse me yep no becca gets really annoyed at people uh not saying excuse me or yeah. no i think it's very specifically when someone says excuse me while squeezing past you yeah as opposed to going excuse me oh sorry pass yeah it's jamming into an area that they don't fit and going excuse me yeah I kind of feel like you need to do that on a night out though yeah if you're in like 12 tellies you've got you've got to put like your hand on someone and go excuse me can I get past I have no frame of reference I hate 12 tellers I only go in there early with like friends who are drinking after work that's been it and it's been like the odd time why do you not like 12 tellers it's too big and why have you got 30 people behind the bar and only two of them are serving it's ridiculous i hate it you don't like it because it's too big the place is far too big to have that one midget bar they've got that's true actually they do need a longer bar it is ridiculous because they've got the outdoor bar that they don't use I've seen that open once, and the guy was stood there for all of five minutes. And I'm pretty sure that was when we went out for my birthday. Hate twelve tellers. Hate weatherspoons in general. Weatherspoons in general is dog shit. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't go to the bar in twelve tellers anymore because it's quicker to order it on the app and get delivered to a table. Yep. Yeah. No. Can't. Cannot abide. Like, I don't like drinking when. Like, warehouse, I don't mind. Warehouse is a total square footage. I'm going to hazard in a guess here. Not including this. No, fuck it. Including the smoking area. Warehouse is, I'm going to say, at least five times smaller than 12 towers. And what's worrying about that is the smoking area is as big as the inside. Yep. But, right. Warehouse is five times smaller than... That, that, that sounds about right. What do I say about five times smaller? Total square footage, yeah. not including the stairs. Yeah. Five, to, five or six times smaller. They have three bars. Always have at least three people. That's three, only. Be- I want to say three people, bottom bar, two middle, two top. That's only because they've got three floors, though. Doesn't matter doesn't matter it's square footage per bar is massive yeah all the bars have got the same drinks like there's no issue there you can go to any of them and get any drink it's not a problem yeah that's true yep and like on the worst nights that i've been at 12 tellers like it has been like at least five or six deep at the bar on the worst nights before they had the the whole app thing and I'm, i'm not doing that i'm not waiting that long for a drink yeah. I would like if I'm going to a pub or a or a bar. Um, comfortable wait time for a drink for like me going. Um, I'm gonna grab a drink and me getting that drink five yeah. ten minutes. I'm happy with five or ten minutes waiting in a queue to having it in hand. That's fine. I'm all right with that. Yeah, you should. You shouldn't have to get like halfway through your drink and think, oh, best got queue back up yeah, for another no, drink. I, like, I you spend more it. time queuing up for drinks it's then. like I actually have a certain level of pride in like the work that I've done over the past two days because nobody's ever waited that long 
Yeah. It has not been that long. It has been very easy. I've been in the bar. One, two, or even three people have been running drinks. It's just yeah. been me behind the bar. Can pour three drinks at once. Fucking holding them. It's amazing. Beautiful. I can change a keg. Change, like, cleaning a line. Changing a keg is a 30-second job. Yeah. Cleaning the line. 40-minute job. 40-minute job, but it's just, you set a timer. You're yeah. doing everything else, and it's just, oh, I have to pull a pint and a half through. Yeah. So it's just, okay, I'm doing all this other stuff. Right, put a jug under it, pull that, do a load of other stuff. All right, sorted, done. Yeah. Rotating glasses. That's just second nature. It's not difficult. It's just, because it's something you don't really think about. When you clean a glass, what what is a feature of that glass now? What do you mean? Okay, you just clean the glass. It's been in the pot wash. Yeah. What is the new feature of that glass? That it's clean? It's hot. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So you can't use it right away. Because it kills the beer as soon as you use it. Yeah. As soon as it goes in, beer goes flat. So you've got to just mentally and tell everyone, like, what the system is. But, like, okay, all the warm glasses are going on the left. That is where the warm glasses live. Generally, if you're smart enough, you'll touch it and go, oh, that's a warm one, I won't use that. Yeah. But yeah, it's just little bits like that that just become, like, second nature of knowing, oh yeah, warm glass kill beer. Like, uh, the Budvar glasses that we've got. Big, pint stein glasses. Yeah. A good inch of glass at the bottom, just solid glass. They stay warm for, like, half an hour. At Do least. They? they stay hot for half an hour. You cannot use them. Okay, now. Because you'll pour a full pint, it'll look fine, by the time it gets to the table, head's gone dead. Yeah. Okay, now. But the issue is that, like, the handle will be cold. The actual glass bit will be cold. It's that inch on the bottom that's just solid glass. It'll still be warm and it'll kill it. Only because I can't remember because I've only been in once, but where do you keep your glasses? Is it above the bar? Nope, under. Under the bar? Mm, I suppose you just need to rack over the bar, don't you? Really, it's gonna cool, cool quicker if it's above the bar. Weirdly, one area—it's it, only the Beaver Town glasses that have it, and it's simply just like a weird feature of the bar and how it's set up. But the uh, the uh, Beaver Town glasses are under the stereo that controls all the music. Yeah, so they've got a fan on them. They cool down they cooled, real quick. They cool down pretty quick. Like, it's not cooled or anything. It's just a fan, but it's cooled down pretty quick. Ideally, fan on the whole lot would be ideal. And in summer, it'd keep your legs cool, which would be nice. And considering you could get, like, the little fans for relatively cheap. Yeah, yeah. Just powering them. Like, one of my, my, my two bosses, one of them drives for DPD. The other yeah. one is an electrician by trade. They're okay. the guys who own the place. Own the business, but not the building. Yeah. Um, one of them's an electrician, so he has done all the electrics for in the place. Yeah. All of the standing tables, all of the, the high tables, have a plug and a USB port. I saw that them. last time, yeah. Every single one of them. All of the small ones, like the, the big long couch with all the tables around it, has the same. There are plugs in wonderful places. Because yeah. he's thought about it and gone, oh yeah, that'd be handy, that'd be handy. Like, um, 
there is you know how like sometimes like stairs you'll yeah. have a light switch for the landing at the bottom of the stairs and the top of the stairs yeah he's got that there's one at the front door one at the bar the only thing that he fucked up on and it's a major fuck up because it f- really fucked us around the first few days that uh, we were open for food I've got like a big three door fridge yep with a uh, it's called like a pastry counter it's a big marble counter on top yep. that stays cold above that uh, the little like saladette fridge kind of thing where it's got tons of tins that like on a slight angle kind of like a subway where they've got the lid but I don't have a lid it's just silver lids on tubs yeah uh, that fridge and then there's a load of stuff on top of it so that's wedged in behind it so the first day we're doing food oven keeps cutting out just keeps turning off out of nowhere don't know what's going on why does it keep turning off we're fucking around for ages Phil the electrician Phil is not in keeps turning off like it'll be on for five minutes we'll we'll do something it'll turn off again for a good few minutes and we'll have to like jiggle shit around for it to think it's the wire we think he's like not put the right number of pins in the connector so we're fucking around for ages managed to get it working just about for about an hour the other boss rings him and he's like oh uh, I'll, I'll be there in about 20 minutes i'll have a look and he just walks in tail between his legs and he goes I think I know what the problem is. <laughs> we go, what? And he goes, oh, well, uh, you have to have uh, a kill switch for the oven. Yep. And it's behind that fridge. Because the fridge is against the wall, it's just been pressing it. Fucking hell. Yeah. So that was a fun first day. So you've got to be careful using the fridge in, co- in case it knocks off. It's not even. too bad because the the fridge has got like the little like stopper wheels. Yeah. So we pulled it out of it, stopped it. It's I've only fucked it up once, and that was when I wasn't paying attention. Turned the oven on, did all my prep and everything, got the first order on, and went, oh, oven not hot. Yeah. Oh, it's only happened once since that first day, so it's not too bad. Oh, that's all right then. But yeah, it's. Uh... More, more, just more, more payment issues on something. It got to the point on Friday, mm-hmm. where we're just like, we're we're just we're just going to send you a password and take it over the payment over the phone. Yep, no, it's yeah. That's what it got to. It was ridiculous. Yeah, because they. At one point, we had fifteen people taking calls, which usually like just six of us. Yeah, because ideally, still ideally, as a business. They don't want temporary fixes. They want a permanent fix. And then something to resolve the issue that has happened. So, okay, new payment system is working. And as a one-off, you'll be able to back pay. That's ideally what they want to do. But clearly, actually doing that is taking far too long. So they're having to go, yeah, fuck it, no, just take the payments. I think what like what the main issue is is like a lot of the people that are on the scheme mm. is originally they signed up for like tax credits yeah. on the government gateway and for whatever reason the systems automatically added in like Great Britain or England into uh, their address. Yeah. 
and then when we when they try to take a payment online, it's ma matching up the address that we have on the system for them to the address that they have on the bank. And if it's not line for line correct, for some reason it doesn't seem to be working online. So it's going, well, they don't have England or Great Britain yep. in their address with the bank, but they do with us, so it's not matching, so reject the payment. That's ridiculous. I hate that bit. That's, that's one of the things that kind of annoys me. It's like, realistically, it should be programmed in that, like, as long as four out of five of the lines of the address are correct. Even if it's just house number, street name, postcode. postcode. That should be it. Yeah. Realistically, you don't need the rest because in a single postcode, there is only going to be one address that is that. Yeah. I don't get the rest of it. Like, the rest of it, the rest of a postcode is literally just for the post office and post. Because it's easy when sorting to go Lancashire, Northampton, Manchester. So you don't have, so if someone's new, you don't have to memorize postcodes. But if you know your postcodes well enough, you just go PR, MA. Yeah. Like the rest of the postcode is needless. Yeah, because the like, for example, my full postcode, my full postcode is just for that street. Yep, I'm pretty and sure mine is well, just this one. Yeah, so you your your full postcode will go. That's that street. Which number do you live at? Yep, that's what it's for. I've never really been able to figure out like the American version. Because they don't codes. have they don't have postcodes, but it's just like a long number, isn't it? Yeah, they've got zip codes, which is different, and I, I've never looked into it. it could... There will be some method to the madness. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like um, the way their uh, highways work actually really makes sense. If it's an even number highway, it's going up or down. Yeah. If it's odd, it's left and right. Yeah. That's it. That makes sense. That's, but and considering like the thing that makes sense about America is it's all done in squares. Yep. Every city is done in squares. This is block one, block two, block three, block four, all the blocks. Yep. So yeah, I, I do like all that kind of makes sense. But yeah, it's like things where like a, a country is built with like some forefront of knowledge it's like america is built on a terrible history <laughs> but just like imagine if like they just dropped england 2 next to us it would yeah. be designed so much better yeah well that's pretty much what america is yeah england 2.0 and you can't i'd like to say oh yeah america like the worst history but then you go well but no we don't have a good one either <laughs> we, we have just as bad but a lot longer <laughs> to be fair like early America that's basically just us as well let's, let's yeah. not say the Americans did that that was just us yeah that was us on a different rock <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah America it's, it just set out relatively well because it's just, it is just refining what you've already done. Where, you go, where yeah. you go, oh, England, all the roads are windy and weird and you don't really know where you're going. What should we do over here? Straight lines. Straight lines, just all in straight lines. Like the Romans had it right, Roman roads. 
Just yeah. fucking straight. Yeah. So they could see the enemy coming and all that sort of rubbish. Yeah. Also, it's the quickest way to get somewhere in a straight line. I didn't find out until recently that, say you're on a flight from England to America, instead of going in a direct line straight across, what they do, they actually go north, then go across, then come back down. Because technically, it's a shorter distance. Because you're going up to where the circumference of that part of the earth to travel around is shorter. Yeah. I'm like, how did I never... That makes that, so much that, sense. That seems like one of those math things that is actually wank. Yeah. But, like... You actually look and you go, that... Co- oh, well, maybe. Oh, no, that does make sense. And then you go, well, that actually... That, that annoys me a little bit. Yeah. And it shouldn't. But, no... Yeah, I found that out recently. I um, I watching um a Tom Clancy film, the new one that's on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, I've not watched any of them. Man. It's actually really good. It's got uh Michael B. Jordan in. Oh him. Yeah, he was in uh, the first Black Panther film, wasn't he? Yeah. And yeah, br- brilliant film. The whole plot of it is that he is like special ops yeah yeah Tom Clancy is some kind of special forces nonsense yeah he's like special forces type thing Uh, they're in Syria and the CIA tell him oh we need to go and get this CIA agent out from like the Taliban or whoever and then they find out that it's they kind of figure out while they're there that the CIA know that it's not terrorists, it's the Russians. And they end up getting this guy out, and the Russians send people over to America to kill some of the operatives that was part of the mission. Okay. And Michael B. Jordan's one of those characters that they're trying to assassinate. Mm. But they don't... They, take, they do shoot him, but they don't kill him, but they kill his like wife and his unborn child type thing. Uh, and um, so it's like a revenge film, him just going absolutely like savage and trying to figure out what's gone on and all that sort of stuff. It's a really good film. Yeah. It's a Jack Reacher if Jack Reacher was a better film. <laughs> like the Jack Reacher books are brilliant. It's just that in the books he's like six foot seven. And like two hundred pounds, and just like of just pure muscle. And then you've got Tom Cruise, who's like five foot four. Oh yeah, I was thinking of a. Because in one of the in an Amazon series, didn't John Krasinski play Jack Reacher or something? That's Jack Ryan, I think. Jack Ryan, right? That's supposed to be very good as well. Yeah, I've not watched any of them. I think I watched the first episode and never really got into it. You know what I did watch this week that I'd never seen before? Absolute classic, uh, Castaway. Brilliant film. It is, never seen it. It's been a long time since I've seen it, to be fair, but it is a very good film. Yeah, the one main thing in that film that I honestly didn't expect... Time skip of four years. Didn't expect it. 
To be honest, I can't remember, man. Yeah, no, it's it been that long since I watched it. I just remember watching it and going, oh, that was a good film. You know, it gets to the point where, um, like, he's just about getting by. He's just made, like, his first fire. Yeah. So it's probably been a couple of weeks to a month that he's been there. Like, you can tell that like, he's, like, he's just about comfortable with what he's doing. He's, he's getting his foot in. He's, he's not doing too bad. Yeah. I always assumed that the film was just gonna like it was gonna skip time over the course of the film and you can tell just because his beard and hair gets longer that was my assumption i thought it was yeah. gonna be okay first like half an hour of the film okay it's his early days next 20 minutes oh look his beard's longer next 20 minutes oh look his beard's getting quite long now third lot clearly this is a hunger ravaged man with a huge fucking beard no it just gets to the point where he's like yeah he's got a bit of scruff on his face Four years later, yeah, cracks on, carries on. Yeah, I need to rewatch that film. It is a good film. What's the other one that he did? I can never remember what it's called. Uh, the one that he did with um, Matt Damon. That's a very good film. Um, the whole plot of it is that uh, Matt Rain is like some sort of like cleaner or something at this university. Oh, uh, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. I didn't realize Tom Hanks from that. Um, I know that to be the. Uh, thought that was a thingy. Robin Williams. Was it Robin Williams? Thinks I don't know. I've not seen. Oh, it, it might have been Robin Williams. Yeah, I always get the two com- like mixed up yeah. in films like that for some reason. That's another very good film. It was in I think it's Apollo Thirteen. Is it the film with Tom Hanks, the space one? Apollo Thirteen. Um, I've heard of it. I've never watched it. Is that not the one with the uh, Kevin Bacon? Yeah, Kevin Bacon's in it as well. Yeah. It, I just, there's a really good scene that, like, um, not how many, uh, Big Bang Theory, like, stole from. But it, it, it's a reference and it's fine. But, uh, there's a bit where, like, the air filtration system on the spaceship that they're in has fucked up. Yeah. So they get a bunch of scientists and engineers in a room, and you've got, like, army commando guy go, yeah. alright, boys pours out a shit ton of stuff on a table and it's like, that's what they've got up there. Fix the air filter. <laughs> and then we can tell them how to do it. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's no, that was film. a very good film. I don't think I've ever watched it. No, it's solid. Not as good as Armageddon. Armageddon's ridiculous, but I like it. I rewatched uh, both Independence Days recently. I haven't seen the second one and I've not seen the first one all the way through. The first one's brilliant. Yep. The second one's just, nah. Yeah, no, yeah. It's it's okay. It's the first one but without Will Smith and more CGI. Yep, no, yeah. And like the 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 first one was the first one is very good. Mm. It's um it's probably one of my favourite like kind of alien films. Yeah. I feel like Independence Day is probably the best version of Crazy Guy was proved right. Yeah. Does a good job of it. And he gets his uh, revenge, so. Hey boys, I'm back! Always reminds me of my dad that film because I'd never watched it before. I think we've gone like away for the week or something. And I think we, we... just about to get ready to go go out for like a meal or something. 
I'm like, oh, Independence Day's on. And he quoted that. I'm like, what are you on about? He went, sit there, watch that. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> and yeah, it's a great film. One of my earliest memories, like earliest memories ever. Um, I must have been four, four or five. Yeah. Properly young. Uh, at the first house I remember living at, which was in Wantleydale, uh, sat there, and like, my dad was a stay-at-home dad until we moved, because yeah. he had a yeah he had an accident at work like years before, and was on disability and you know cheating the system, whatever. whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, he had a he injured his back, so he couldn't work for a long time. Uh, and I remember just must have been like a summer holiday thing or like just before going back to school, something like that. Mm. The weather was a little cold. And uh, my dad had just got a bread maker because he wanted to get into making bread. Yeah. So he was cheating and using a bread maker. Um, And we made banana bread. And I remember my dad put all the stuff in, put it in there, set it going. And uh, I go, oh, dad, how long is it going to be until the bread's ready? And he goes, yep, four hours. Four hours to a child at the age of five, that's... It's <laughs> a long time. That's half a day. That's yeah. years. How dare it take so long? <laughs> and he was like, all right, well, we'll watch a film. And we watched. Like, turn the lights down low. Like, turn the lights off. Shut the curtains. Sat <laughs> in the dark. Had a really nice time. Popcorn, everything. Made toffee popcorn. Yep. Sat there and we watched... Star Wars 4. Nope, three. Yep. Uh, so, Revenge of the Sith, I think. Nope, that's the third one. That was the one that came out early 2000s, the last one of the 2000s. Was it? Revenge of the Sith, yeah. That's the one where Anakin goes mental and kills all the kids, I think. Star Wars films because I want to tell you which one I watched. The one I watched was the one with Jabba. Okay. Oh, you might be right actually. No. I honestly quite yeah, know. No, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's. Is it not a new Phantom Hulk? Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith? You were right. Is it a new hope? It's uh, first one to release was then given the subtitle A New Hope. Then it was. Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Wait, no. Maybe Return of the Jedi, then I'm... Wait. No, no yep. it's Empire Strikes Back, then Return Empire of the Strikes Jedi. Back, Return of the Jedi. I watched... It must have been Empire Strikes Back, because that's the one with Jabba, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. It's been yes. a while since I've yep. watched yep. Wally yep. Yeah, no. So we watched uh, Empire Strikes Back, and we watched uh, Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones. That, was, film. that is honestly one of my earliest memories. The first film that I can actually remember going to watch, it was called Dinosaurs. Yes, the terrible CG one. Yeah. That came out in like 2000. Yep. I think we went I to the... I can remember... First, first film memory that I've got was one of two. I can't remember which one it was. I'm going to check to see which one came out first, but it was either going to see Mulan at the cinema or Iron Giant. Oh, yeah, they did come out very close together. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking... It can't have been 98. I would not have remembered it. 
I was just about to say, I thought, I thought um, Mulan came out in 98. You want check? Anyway, why, why are you looking at that? Another Fucking 98? No, I have vivid memories of like, you know, the very first shot of Mulan where it's like the, the painting, the animation of like the, the painting like stuff. Yeah, I was just about to say, I thought yeah, it no, was 98. I remember, I, my first memories from when I was three, apparently. Uh, Iron Giant, when did that come out? I'm going to say 99. Yep, 99. Because I remember that as well, because I remember really wanting to go see that. Yep. And do you know, do you remember when cinemas used to do like premiere nights? Yeah. Where the film had actually come out like a couple of days early? Uh, my mum managed to get like the last couple of tickets. And bear in mind, this is before you could book online. Yeah. If you wanted to go see a film like in a week's time, if you want a premiere, you had to go to the fucking cinema and yeah. get them. Yeah. And then keep hold of them. I love my magic doom rectangle. <laughs> like when the uh, when Endgame came out, I managed to get a. Uh, I think I got three tickets. I think. Yeah. Because I went with uh, back at my friend Dan. And it was just a case of, okay, the entire internet has exploded and said, oh yeah, tickets are going on sale at like four. And I was on break at that point at work, so I was like, yeah, fuck it, refresh, refresh, refresh. Oh, I'm in, I'm in a queue to get on. Oh, nice, I'm on. Tickets, boom, there we go, done. Yeah. So another story from last night. So Callum's dad ends up ringing him up. Uh, how do you work this fire stick thing? Basically, I can't get it on, blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh, it should be on pay-per, uh, pay-per-view one. And after he comes, I'm like, just say that again. He's like, pay-per-view one. Oh, Jesus. Like, one more time just so I can make sure that you're saying what you're saying. Pay-per-view one. I'm like, you're saying it wrong. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, no, it's pay-per-view. You pay-per-viewing. Yeah, pay-per-view. I'm like, no, you're saying it wrong. You're saying papers in the thing that you write on. It's not pay-per-view. It's pay-per-view. Pay-per-view? Yeah. Per-view? Per-view. Oh. It, it just couldn't get his head around it. I'm like, right, you're just saying it wrong. I'm just going to have to accept yep. it. But that's just Callum all over. Yeah, it is. Oh, I'm trying to think I've done done anything else this week. Um, got some new shoes, like uh, the last week or the week before. My uh, my grey ones, they're nice. Are they the ones that you showed me the other week that you were going to order, but you haven't ordered yet? Don't remember. You showed me some last last week, week before. Maybe. I'll, uh, did I just Can... show you the picture, or did I send it to you? No, no, you actually like physically showed me when oh, okay. the, these are the shoes that I'm going to get. I know that it, you won't like them because they're not the sort of shoes that you would get. Yeah, the the grey ones there, the platform yeah. ones. Because I've just, I just like platforms. Just being that extra little bit taller is just fun. <laughs> so like the uh, the two sets of regular boots that I've got, they're just standard with like a bit of a heel, just yeah. you know standard boot shape. Um, and then my new rocks. They're pretty platform with like a decent heel and they're not as tall on the toe. And uh, my koi footwear, uh, 
probably the most comfy trainers I've ever worn. Yeah. They still rubbed a bit because they're, they're, they're high tops as well. So they rubbed around the ankle where it was, where they yeah. sit. But, um, yeah, they are so fucking comfy. They're vegan as well. I don't care too much about that. Yeah. But they are vegan, which is nice. So why is it like plastic leather? Yeah, it's just fake leather. But it's really high quality fake leather. Okay. But I'm surprised at how good it feels and like it's not scuffed or anything. Yeah. The the thing that I was worried about the most was actually like the platform bit. Because when I looked at it, um, when I looked at it on the website, it looked like foam. And I know uh, like Demonia's The Boots. That there were some that I was looking at getting instead of the new rocks. Um, a lot of their padding is just foam, like a really, really dense foam. Yeah. But I don't like it. But I saw those. Um, they had a sale on for like, I think it was like twenty one percent off everything on the website. Okay. So Becca got a couple of pairs. I got a pair. Nice. We have shoes now. Because yeah. for how many sets of shoes? You know, you have a fair, fair few shoes, don't you? Not you... not anymore because I've worn them all out. Yeah. Um, but I have maybe like three or four sets of trainers. Yeah. Because I and like I told you that January, me and Becca like put some money aside. I was like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get some nice clothes for ourselves. Actually, like revamp wardrobe because I dressed like a nineties lesbian for years. Still do. It's how I'm dressed so, right now. It's a good I'm look. Comfy. It's a perfectly fine look, but I wanted to like expand and actually wear nice things. And for the longest time, I had two sets of shoes. Yep. I had my work shoes, and I had some trainers. Yep. Full stop, end of story, that's it, done. Yep. Now, I've got my new rocks, which are my, probably my favourite boots. They're just the nice ones, the platform, they just they go on easy, they're very comfy now because I've put an insole in them. I'm very happy with them. Yeah. Uh, I've got my uh, platform trainers, which are very nice. They're black and grey. The only issue with them that I have that you can't really see in pictures when you look at them is they're really wide, which I like because I have wide feet. Yeah. But they're, like, if you just look down, there is a slight aspect of, like, these kind of look like clown shoes. Because they're just very wide and they're very round at the top. Yeah. So I won't wear them with without baggy jeans on. Yeah. Just because they they would look fucking huge, like skinny jeans. No. Like I recently gave some uh, the grey skinny jeans that I had that I quite liked. I got rid of them. Yeah. Because now I have nothing to wear them with. Yeah. To be fair, no, I did have a... Because the only shoes that I have that don't have some sort of heel or platform are my slip-on vans. That I actually need to give a wash because they're a bit dirty. Yeah. The gay ones. The gay ones. The bi ones. The gay bi ones. Yeah, the gay bi ones. So they're not the gay ones, just the bi ones. Yeah, they're the bi ones. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Yeah, so I got some new shoes. They're nice. Uh, I got some other new stuff like I got this this nice bracelet. Yeah. I got my axe earrings that I did realise this morning when I woke up that yeah I can't sleep in these. They just come off. They they don't click on. It's just like a little rubber cylinder that the stabby bit slips onto. It's 
Not great. No, it's not great, so I can't sleep in these, which is annoying because I'm very used to jewellery go in, jewellery is in, done, end of story. Yeah. So I might actually, if I could do it, yeah, I might uh, look at maybe like attaching a little, like, like tiny little screw and nut thing. That could work. Screwing it in there. Yeah. Like a really like thin threaded thing and then put like a tiny little nut on the on the other side that could work you know what's really good for making that sort of stuff what 3d printers no because it'd be plastic it'd be really brittle it, i'd need a metal one all right okay i also i'd, I'd like to get a dremel at some point because i had one no idea where it's gone i have lost it it is dead to me my dad gave me it it's, it's been gone a while but i'd like a proper dremel because they're so handy yeah just for like i really need to drill this thing but this thing is tiny yeah i i need something i need like you can get uh drill bits that are the size of a needle yeah for like really tiny stuff and it's really good for sunglasses and stuff have you ever like broken snapped like the stem of a sunglasses yeah you can just drill into either side put a pin in super glue glue it together done and it's stronger than just super glue because it's got a pin in it as well so yeah yeah, fair enough. Right, do you want to talk about this week's topic? We will do. Oh, so. I, I, I actually don't know how much you know about boxing. I don't imagine that it's very much. It's not very much. I know of it. I know two men enter. Maybe they'll both leave. They usually both leave. Yeah. Not, not very many people die. Not that sort of sport. It's not fight to the death. It could be, though. It, I mean, it could be. Probably best not to be. Why is it called boxing? I actually have no idea why it's called boxing. That well, is something that we need to Google. I'll do a quick Google. You tell me about boxing. So, big, big, big boxing coming up soon. So we're going to have uh, this English soup. Well, it's like a super fight. So in boxing... Um, I think I mentioned this to you last week that you could be sanctioned by different governing bodies yes. to box, which yes. you weren't aware about. But <laughs> entirely makes sense. It's like yeah. insuring a car. I get it. Yeah. It's someone else that is culpable for your actions. Yeah. And because of that, there is different belts in any one class. So like heavyweight, there is six different heavyweight belts. They'd be like, WBC heavyweight ch- champion of the world. They'd just be world heavyweight boxing champion. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's one of them. Um, So I think there's, there's either five or six. I can't remember. Uh, I think there's... I think there might be five. Or at least five that are, like, respected. Yeah. Like, heavyweight belts. Anthony Joshua's got four of them. Tyson Fury's got the other one. Um, and they have actually signed an agreement this year, well, earlier this year, to have two fights. Um, so they're going to have, I think they're announcing it this week, or over the next week, where the first fight's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be somewhere in the Middle East. Mm. Um, so that'll be like an 11... I think where they had it last time, it might have been... I th- it was like Saudi Arabia or Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I can't remember which one. 
it just means that instead of the main fight starting 10 o'clock UK time, it starts at, at 11. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. Because for some reason, the main fight always starts at 10 o'clock, which is fine when it's like over here hmm. or in this time zone because you go, oh, well, 10 o'clock, that's the main fight. We'll watch that. It'll finish about 11 and then we can all go to bed. Yeah. It's only really an issue when they have the fight in like Las Vegas. Yeah. Is that one that's like the 5, 6 a.m.? That's a like a five o'clock. You, you're gonna have to go to bed and wake back up to watch that. Yeah, there's a lot of like the UFC fights. They've all been in either Las Vegas or I can never like I said I can't remember which one it is that's the odd time zone. It's either Abu Dhabi or yeah. somewhere in the Middle East where it's like, yeah, if you want to watch the main card, it's five o'clock in the morning. But. I think because the UFC is so popular in America, it's all aimed towards Americans anyway, because it'd be like the same time for them over there. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be nice for this is going to be the first time since they rejigged all the weight classes and everything years ago that someone will hold all the belts mm. for the heavyweight division. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting because they're two completely different fighting styles. Yeah. Where Anthony Joshua's Anthony Joshua's like always got a puncher's chance hmm. because he is very very strong and yeah. like do you know who Deontay Wilder is? Nope, never heard of him. So Deontay Wilder is six foot. Seven, six foot eight, like 15, 16 stone, and just was well known for just being able to knock everyone out just yep. with the same punch. Yep. He was not a very good fighter. Yep, he was just. He, he just had this one really good punch that would knock everybody else out. Did you ever watch? I've never seen it, but have you seen um, Sean Hobbs? It's the. <laughs> Fast and Furious film that isn't about Fast and Furious. It's the one yes. with The Rock and Jason Statham. Yeah. Uh, when you see the camera from the point of view of Idris Elba, who is this, like, nano-machined-up cyborg man. Yeah. Uh, there's two different bits, where one where he's fighting The Rock and one where he's fighting Jason Statham. When he's fighting The Rock, the little HUD that comes up and is, like, analysing the fight and telling him what to do... It is giving him a numerical force behind the rock's punches. Yeah. It's like, oh, that punch right there, that's going to hit you this hard. When he's fighting Jason Statham, it comes up with the velocity instead. Because Jason Statham in the film is a much more proficient fighter. Yeah. So it's more about it's going to hit you here. As, a, yeah. as opposed to if you get lamped by the rock... It's gonna really hurt. Yeah. Getting hit by Jason Statham, there's much better chance you're getting knocked out because he knows where he's punching you. Yeah. Which is an interesting thing, and like you were saying that uh, Wild. What? Yeah, Deontay yeah. Wilder. It is very much just. I've got this one punch, and when it connects, I'm gonna lights knock, out. Lights out. And he had like thirty, twenty, twenty odd fights in a row, where like. 
every fight he was just knocking out, yeah. like the, the the other guy out with just this one punch. And you watch him, and you go, "Well, his his legs are thin as out. There's nothing to him because he's six foot seven, six foot eight, and fifteen stone. He's like very very gangly, but he's just got this one punch that yeah it lands and it knocks you out until he fought Tyson Fury." Tyson Fury got hit by that one punch. And stayed up. Got knocked down. And do you remember um, The Undertaker? You know when like he'd be like led down? Yeah. And then like all of a sudden he just like kind of sits up like that. Yeah. Like the rising dead. That's how he st- sat up. Oh. So like Deontay Wilder punched him, thought that he'd knocked him out, which he had for like three or four seconds. Yeah. And he's like goes back because when you knock someone out the referee goes go to that corner you piss off to that corner I'm going to sort him out so he goes oh go to that corner Deontay Wilder's giving it all this like fucking jig blowing his arm like oh look at me I've just knocked him out and turns around honestly it's like something out of a film he turns around and goes (laughs) like what is going on here and Tyson Fury then proceeds to get up and kicks the shit out of him for the next two rounds. It was oh, unbelievable. It was a brilliant fight. I was talking to you because I got my knuckles touched up last Sunday. Uh, I was talking to my tattoo artist while he was doing it and he was saying that uh, apparently Dave Batista has done some UFC fights. Yeah. That and doesn't said, surprise me actually. No, he said, yeah, he's done some UFC fights and you can tell they put him against people who are shit. And even then, he doesn't look good. Yeah. Because he, he's he's a wrestler. Yeah. He's a wrestler. He is not an actual fighter. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just some of the stories that you hear about, like, UFC fighters and boxers. Like, there were, um... Oh, what were we call him? Massive in the UFC. You won't have heard of him. He was a Russian bloke. Very, very good wrestler. And it, he's now retired. Uh, but he'd won, like... He'd never lost a fight, and he'd, he'd beat, like, everybody. He'd run, like, 26 fights. Yeah. But part of his training, which is, like, the most Russian thing you'll have ever heard of, part of his training, he would wrestle bears. Yeah. You're going, why? Why are you doing that? <laughs> that that can't improve you that much, that you're just wrestling with it's... cubs and stuff. Because there's... In... I'm going to, broad terms, in video games, any competitive video games, whether it be Magic the Gathering, Hearthstone, fucking Tekken, Street yeah. Fighter, anything. In fucking FIFA, there will be as well. Yeah. There's something called the meta. The meta is, this is how you play to win. So in like Magic the Gathering, the card game, it's like... This is a specific deck. It is 60 cards. It is 60 very specific cards. This is how you win. Hand it over. There you go. Yeah. Um, it'll be, it's like when we were talking about football and you were like, oh yeah, there's like a, the 3-2-3 three, three and the goalie or, or whatever. It yeah, is. the You've formation. got the breakdown. The yeah. formation. That is a form of like the meta. It's like, oh no, this is how football works and this is how you win. Yeah. This is how all like the Premier League teams set up their teams. This is how you win. There's an element of like skill to it, but yep. this setup is the best you're going to get out of it. 
Yep. So when fighting in boxing, there's probably some form of metaphor. Like as long as you do these five things and you do them well and you know yeah. how to react to stuff, you're gonna do well. Fighting a bear train will like train you to react to things coming out of nowhere because yeah. a bear is gonna fight you in the way the bear thinks is the best. Yeah. It's gonna come out of nowhere and swipe at you, and you have to. Because it's all very well and good, like fencing. Very specifically, it's a rock paper scissors deal. If you are doing this, I do this to stop you, and then you do something to stop me doing that, and it's back and forth until one of us fucks up. I imagine kind of how boxing is: if someone is punching you repeatedly, you dodge or you block. You have to mentally decide: oh, I'm better at. I'm probably going to be better off dodging this one. Or yeah. blocking this one so I can get a undercutting. So fighting a bear, you've already got all that mental knowledge of I know exactly how to respond to a boxer boxing me. Yeah. And the bear is training him to think outside the box and yeah. react to the thing. Like if you're just running on instincts in a fight. Yeah. But all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm gonna mix it up and catch him off guard. His bear wrestling is in there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> then it's reaction as opposed to instinct. Yeah, a lot, a lot of it though is like Floyd Mayweather. He had like a completely different style of boxing. Yeah. To the point, like say, like you got him against someone. Yeah. Instead of being face straight on, he would kind of protect his chin like this and be kind of side on, mm. knowing that if you're gonna go for his head, yeah. he's gonna be able to move that out of the way. Where if you're gonna hit his arm, it's just gonna like flick off yeah. his arm type thing it's all these like little nuances yeah. of oh I'm, I'm just gonna throw as many punches as you want I'm gonna get out the way it's gonna slip off my shoulder and then I'm gonna jab jab fucking tie you out and then it's just gonna take that one half decent punch in the 10th round to knock you out that wouldn't have hardly hurt you in the first yeah. round or you can go the Tyson Fury way or the Mac where it's like have you, have you ever seen that video of him where he stood in the corner? He's got the back, his back in the corner, mm. and he's like, like right back, and he's just moving his head from like side to side and ducking. Yeah. And then he does that little wiggle. Yeah. Yeah. Does a little wiggle. It's brilliant. It's all these like little, little tactical, like chess battles that go on. Yeah. Have you ever heard of chess boxing? No. Chess boxing is amazing. Yeah. Because it's all strong nerds. <laughs> Chess boxing, okay. Round one. Play three minutes of chess. Yep. Back and forth. Okay, three minutes of chess is up. Get in the ring. <laughs> Alright. Had a round of had a round of boxing. Right, play chess again. Jesus. Alright, you've had your three minutes back in the ring. There's one guy who's like, he's a really smart guy. And he's saying, yeah, I could have won four moves ago, but I much prefer winning in the ring. Yeah. I get more out of it, because I know I can win that. I don't care about that. I want to best him. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I can't remember what he's called. The famous boxer in like the 80s, and his son's... Now a boxer. Um, he was fighting last night. Uh, Crash, uh, Chris Eubank. Have you ever oh, heard of him? Oh, yes, yes. His son is now a boxer. Ah. 
he's a very good boxer. Um, but the thing that's always said about Chris Eubank Jr. is that if you put him in a form box with someone, he will beat them 10 times out of 10. Don't let him get close. So he's always going to try and get in close and like work your body and then work it, go upstairs, yeah. downstairs, upstairs, downstairs, all that sort of stuff. And then... Um, but he's just had a new trainer, and but he was fighting last night against some lad that I'd never heard, and he won like the f- first three rounds comfortably. And they were interviewing him after it went. What happened though? You 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 went the full ten rounds, but you could have knocked him out in like the second. He went, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but he's a tough lad, and I haven't boxed in like eighteen months. Um, yeah, so I, I did. I didn't want to finish it in the first three rounds. I wanted to go the full ten rounds to get my fighting sharpness back up. That happens so often where they're like, oh, I'm just not going to knock him out because I haven't fought in a while. Yep. I just want to get the full ten rounds in. Yeah, you don't. Like the other guy. The other guy is very used to a few rounds in, gets that one good punch, down. He's yeah. won. Congratulations. Yeah. He doesn't know how to respond to not doing that. Yeah. 20 odd fights, one punch, knockout, winner, winner, he's well happy. Yeah. He is not used to what happens after that. But Cuban Jr., he needs to know. Yeah. Because at some point, somebody's not going to go down in the third round. Yeah. And he wants to know how, like, get yourself tired and see how you react to that. Yeah. That's interesting. So, yeah, it was what was interesting about the Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder fight is up until like the 10th round Deontay Wilder it was pretty well balanced but Deontay Wilder was probably just edging it they knocked Tyson Fury down in the 10th round Tyson Fury then got back up and went right I'm going to have to put him on the back foot here because I've just been knocked down and then realised in the last two rounds if you make Tyson um, if you make Wilder if Wilder's progressing onto you and attacking you Hmm. He's in control of that fight, and he's yeah. very comfortable. Where if you put him on the back foot, he doesn't know how to react to it. Yeah. He can't fight going backwards. Hmm. Where Tyson Fury, it doesn't matter if he's if you're backwards, attacking, forwards. if he's attacking, if you're going side to side, backwards, forwards, whichever way, he he can outbox you going in any direction. Yeah. Where Wilder, he can't. He has to be charging you down and trying to hit you as hard as he can. Yeah. So they ended up having like another fight, um, like a year or two later, and Tyson Fury won within the first few rounds because he just put him on the back foot. Yeah. He went, ah, I've figured you out now. I figured out that if you're going backwards, you don't know what you, you can't handle it because the thing is with boxing, is when someone's coming on to you. You're supposed to go diagonally. Yep. So if someone's going on, I'm either going backwards this way or backwards that way. You yep. don't go straight back because you t- it's easier to punch someone just walking straight back behind you. Yep. Where if I'm going diagonally away from you, yeah. you've got to go diagonally across and like you're further technically you're further yeah, away. If, if it's harder you're going to- that direction, yeah, I'm gonna have to swing that way. At which point. I might not hit. Yeah. And if I go that way, I'm massively overstretched. Yeah. So it's all these like technical, and then you to be able to do the diagonal thing, you've got to get your footwork done properly, which yeah. 
Wilder doesn't have the footwork to be able to do that properly. Mm. And that's one of the issues that Anthony Joshua has. He's not very good good at going diagonally backwards. Mm. Which I think he's been working on. He's not a very he's not a very technical boxer. Yeah. He's good at what he's good at. He yeah. doesn't have the full in um in fighting games, there's a thing called footsies, which probably just stems directly from boxing, and it is the very specific game of going forwards and backwards. Yep. Forwards and backwards until the other person like just happens to go forwards at the same time or backwards at the wrong time, so you can get that first hit off. Yeah. And it there's actually a fighting game very very simple build yeah it is rectangles and it is a fighting game just called footsies and it is all about recognizing the length of a punch yeah so like your your rectangle character can go forwards and backwards and when you do a kick or a punch the rectangle just extends and it extends the exact same amount every time for each individual attack so you know how far that attack goes yeah. and it is teaching you this is how other fighting games work. Yeah. So if you are playing Chun-Li and you do a kick, that kick is always going to be that far away. So yeah. teach yourself how close how close you need to be to... Yeah. You only have to touch him by a pixel to hit him. And yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah. So I bet that... I bet fighting games are weirdly... Like, there's a lot translated over. Because it's... Yeah. It's a fighting game, so obviously there's going to be overlap. But I reckon the actual amount of overlap is surprising yeah with how much there actually is there's um a guy called Yusik um mm. that's just gone up to heavyweight mm. so he was in the weight division below which is cruiserweight yep and he unified that division so he got all the belts for that division mm. and decided to go up a weight class to heavyweight and uh, I didn't know much about him and so watching him with Danny he went Danny was like, oh yeah, as an amateur, Usyk had over 100 fights. He had over 100 boxing matches, lost once. Oh. I was like, oh, he sounds like a good good, good fighter. But Usyk, it it very much calculated. So he's not going to do anything in the first three or four rounds. Yeah. He's not really going to hit you. He, then first three or four rounds, he's just trying to figure out yeah, he's just what you're good at, what you're not good at, and how he can break you down and beat you. Yep, smart. And he's got the like the boxing IQ is unbelievable because he's just figuring out little bits, doing little dips here and there, and like, all right. When he does, when he throws this punch, that bit's exposed. Um, just before he throws that punch, he breathes out. Yep. Or breathes in, or does this, so he figures you out in the first three or four rounds. And then it's an onslaught. Yep. It's like a, I saw there was an interview with a tennis player from like the 70s. And he was talking about there was this other tennis player who was fucking amazing. Because he would just win from his serves alone. Like he was a perfectly competent... I think I've seen this. He was a perfectly competent tennis player. But yeah. his serves were monstrous. They were just so fast and came out of nowhere. You didn't know where to be other tennis player figured it out yep he had a towel and it was his tongue in his mouth he just go yeah he went and he would point in the direction of which way it was going 
and this this yeah. tennis player who's been interviewed is like, yeah, I had to be really careful not to let him know. Because yeah. as soon as he knows, he's going to be aware of it and he's going to stop doing it. Yeah. And that's when he is unbeatable. And then years later, like he just won a tournament, and he sat down with him chatting and he was like, oh, did you know you have this tell? Yeah. And he fell off his chair because he was like, fuck you. I went home to my wife saying it's like he reads my mind. <laughs> I have no idea how he does it. I don't know how he knows, but he just knows. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is if he stuck his tongue straight out, it was coming right for the body. Yep. Where if it was, it was to the left, he was curving it in a certain way. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty genius, to be fair. Because it, it, it's a weird, like, sort of muscle memory thing. Like, you, yeah. Talking about Malcolm Middle again, but do you remember the episode where they go bowling? Is that... Where there's, it's the split episode. It's like, what if Hal takes some bowling? What if Lois takes some bowling? It's like two separate episodes. I vaguely, vaguely remember, yeah. When Hal takes some bowling, um, Hal nearly gets a perfect game. Yep. And he has to repeat everything that he's done up until the point that he actually goes to yeah. bowl. So he's like, oh yeah, so I zip my pants up, I had a sip of the drink, I put it down, I tap my foot twice, and he has to repeat every individual thing he does yeah. before he bowls again. Yeah, well, what he does is he goes, oh, well, the first the first one I got a strike and I had a sip of my drink, so this time I'm going to have a sip of my drink and then add something on. Yep. And then that it's when he almost, yeah, that's a good episode, that. But, yeah, a lot a, a lot of the bo- boxing is, all right, the, the, this fighter it has this fighting style. So I'm going to have a three-month camp to get into this particular shape and practice this. Hmm. So, because I know that if I work on this, this will work on him. Yeah. And then you go through plan A, plan B, plan C. Yeah. If plan A doesn't work, move on to plan B. If plan B doesn't work, move on to plan C. But um, Scott Fitzgerald uh, was fighting last night. Uh, I've just realised that you don't know who he is either. No. Uh, he's from Preston. Oh. He was the first fight on last night. Um, he, uh, I think at one point he was like the British. He just won the British middleweight championship belt. Um, and then I think his head went off the rails. Yeah, that's the second thing that comes up when I search his name. Yeah, his head went off the rails. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't realise until last night. I was only vaguely aware of him because he was from Preston. Yeah. And he was a boxer. And then um, last night I was chatting to like Calum and Nathan. They're like, oh no, no, his head has fully come off. Like, what do you mean? Like, well, he got into trouble because he kicked the shit out of his fiance or his girlfriend at the time. His girlfriend, yeah. Uh, Didn't do any prison time for it, apparently. Uh, 24 hours in a cell. Yep. And then he has just just come out of rehab for um, gambling and alcoholism. Nice. I'm like, yeah, he sounds like a great bloke, him. Yeah, lovely. Sounds like Eddie, if Eddie could fight. Oh, right, I uh, need to head off shortly. Uh, I need a shower, I need a toilet, I need a lot of things, honestly. Yeah, that so, was... 
that, that was a good one. I did lots of talking about my topic this time. You did? Yeah. Oh. It's my turn next week. I'll remember something. Yeah. Right. Yep. No worries. Catch you next week. See you in a bit. Thank you.